If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. If you don't know us, we are Tim and Christina Madden, your hosts. We help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures, right? Find jobs they love quickly, but most importantly, hey, have, right? How can I be better, right, in corporate America? Whether that's leading teams, whether that's growing a team, whether that's finding finding talent for your team, dealing with that difficult boss. Should I stay? Should I go? That's what we talk about live to you each week inside the Executive Career Network. Hey, if you are tuned in there, let us know in the comments. It's the fastest growing career network on Facebook. We're approaching 9,000 members. And to our friends over at LinkedIn and YouTube, hey, we will see you in the chat. And if you're checking the live recording on iTunes or Spotify or somewhere else on the internet, we appreciate all of our listeners. Hey, do me a favor. Yes, I'm going to beg you for a review, okay? So that we can get this message out to more people, right? So that they can accelerate in their career. So, hey, if you get any golden nugget for today, share this with a friend, a family member, a colleague, right? Those in a career search, those thinking about leaving a job or not. And remember, if we give you anything valuable, leave us a review over on Spotify or on um, iTunes. Excellent. Christina, oh, before we get started, I forgot. Hey, I've been doing a bad job, and I apologize, okay, of sharing all the massive, massive successes we have had inside the Executive Career Upgrades community. Christina, just an update. We had five offers so far come in this week and have done 26 interviews at the director, VP, and executive levels in corporate America. Woo! <laughs> Excellent. Christina, why don't you get us started for episode 52 and tell everyone the title. And I know this is going to be a big one. So you hate your boss, but love your job. What do you do? And you know, when I was sitting down thinking about this topic, that song, should I stay or should I go? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> was playing the whole time because this can be very, um, emotional right people can get really torn over this and i'm telling you right now corporate america sorry about that i have no idea how to silence my slack i have to have my tech support tim do that for me that is our amazing clients blowing us up because they likely hate their boss and are making a job transition but corporate america is plagued by this okay we hear it every day when we take calls from potential clients and we talk to our current clients and, you know, it's interesting when I was kind of Googling around to read some different blogs, what are people's take on this? You know, I always do that whenever we have a topic, like a hot topic like this come up. And it was interesting. I found an article in Cosmo, ladies of all places, Cosmopolitan Magazine. Uh, there's a therapist that actually writes some amazing content for them. Um, and she helps high achieving corporate leaders. Um, anyway, so I thought that was really interesting. Cosmo of all places. But 
So let's say you're at work, right? You, you love your job. You're being challenged. You love the work you do. You love your coworkers. And in fact, maybe those coworkers are, are even good friends. Um, you love the company mission. You've been there a long time. You're thriving in your position, but there's just one problem. Your boss. Dun, 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 dun. It's such a crappy feeling, right? When you don't you know, want to quit your job, but you just see no way to fix the situation. So you're in good hands. That's what we're going to talk about today and what you could do to either improve the situation or make that very tough decision. And remember, guys, there's power in our decisions. So once you make it, there's freedom on the other side. Stay and work on it or leave and move on. So we want you feeling really good about that. And my man, Alan Driver, thank you for tuning in. Long-term military friend, Alan, hope things are going tremendously well in your career as well. Hey, maybe, maybe, right? There could be many reasons that you currently hate your boss. And I know that's a strong word, but I would, it would, it would be very surprising if you haven't went, if you have went through your whole career, right? And not been upset at Maybe it wasn't your immediate boss. Maybe it was his boss. Maybe it was another boss of a cross-functional team where you just disliked working with them, right? But if it was your boss, there could be many reasons that you're feeling this type of way and maybe, you know, caught with, should I stay here or should I leave, right? And it's a difficult decision if you really love your job, but these could be some of the reasons. Maybe they're a new manager, right? And you are struggling to build that relationship. This happens all the time, right? Let's just take sales because it's an easy example. The number one guy on the sales team who produces, you know, a lot of revenue, they promote him, right? And what happens? He's never been in charge of a team ever. He doesn't know how to do it. Or what about the person who managed 10 people before and now they're taking over 100 people and they don't have a clear process, blueprint, et cetera, on how to deal with that. Hey, that is going to be very challenging. Or it could be because of two reasons. And this is really funny, Christina. You could be being micromanaged or your boss could not check in enough. I see this mistake happen all the time. Everyone worries about being micromanaged like, hey, my boss is breathing down my neck, but I meet with a lot of other people that feel like their boss doesn't care and doesn't check check in with them. So those could be reasons as well. Or what about they're sh shooting down your ideas, right? I know how painful that can be. Christine, if you want to chime in here, I know um, sometimes me and you, right, have yeah. ideas, right? And then you shoot down my ideas and then you right? I shoot down. Yeah. After putting together this podcast, I, I also have my two weeks sitting in their uh, inbox. I decided I'm quitting. You've just had it written up for a long time. Yeah. It's been just, I've just been waiting to, to send it, but yeah, so you, you know, you could be spirit experiencing just stress and toxicity in the workplace that the list goes on. Yeah. The other thing too, about, about down to, sh to shooting down your ideas we know how frustrating it is as well when you're giving a budget, a training budget, a marketing budget, some type of budget. But then every time you want to spend money, your boss says, that's not a good idea, right? Or another senior leader says, that's not a good idea. And you're like, hey, hey, this is, this is my money I was allocated to do what I thought the department needs, right? Or, you know, those people who want constant updates, updates, our update. Hey, is this done? Is this done? Is this done? Is this done? Like, hey, I... I you know, it, isn't it funny when you have a deadline at work and let's say the deadline is next Friday, right? 
Like the deadline's next Friday at five. Hey, Christina, can you give me an update? He's like, yeah, the update is the deadline is still next Friday, right? And then we know how annoying that can be. Or maybe you feel like they hate you. Or every day you're trying to stay positive, but you still feel miserable. This is like maybe 3% of all of them of why you could be feeling this type of way. Um, Christina, what, what, you know, what do you think is the number one thing? I think the number one thing is, is usually a breakdown in communication and a lack of trust. I think lack, lack of trust with your leadership ultimately leads to severe unhappiness because all of this stuff basically falls under lack of trust. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. Yeah. But that's that's what I that's what I think. What do you think? What 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 I think is just um, a clear understanding of just both people. And I know you could roll communication into that, but you know we talk about because our mentors talk about just professional goals and personal goals and where we're going, right? And the problem is if I don't know what really motivates you, and you don't know what motivates me, and I don't know where we're trying to go and there's not a clear mission, and there's not this, that is going to create, that little fraction right there is going to be the cause of tremendous problems as we work together. So that's what I think it is. I know some of you have probably heard me tell this story because it happens to, listen, all this stuff that we talk about happening in corporate America, it comes back to these like core things. So you hear us repeat ourselves every week because it's it's what happens. It's these core foundational things. Um, but Gary V, Vaynerchuk, VaynerMedia, you know who he is. Well, most of you probably do. Um, His second most senior role at the company to him is a chief heart officer. That's what he titled it. I think that's really cool. And what they're responsible for is what Tim just said, which was understand what's driving people, what's driving the teams. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're not aligned. If there's not alignment equals velocity. Okay. So if you're not aligned, that's where these breakdowns come from. So what Tim said was a list of things that happen when there's no alignment. Second thing, guys. All right. So now we know some reasons why you might hate. Hate is a, is a strong word. I should have put dislike your boss, right? Because we don't want hate in our But heart. then all the people who dislike them would be, no, that is like all the people that hate them. Because no, because here's the thing. Let's be honest. You're not going to leave your job because of one little feud with the boss. It's not going to happen. To really leave because of a leader, it's got to be something deep down, Right. And I think that that's a fair word. If that's not a fair word, let me know. But you're not going to leave a job because, you know, sometimes me and Christina don't get along, right? You're you're probably not going to leave a job around that, right? You're probably going to leave a job around. We are so far from being on the same page. It is ridiculous. And she is making me miserable, right? So I I do think it's 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 an appropriate word. It's a strong word, but I think it's appropriate. And, And for all the people that left, right? I would love to hear their thoughts in the comments. Yes. Okay. And so the second part you want to think of, so now you know some reasons why you might hate your boss. You understand that obviously this is, um, I mean, normalize this for sure because it's happening everywhere. Now I want you to put the ball in your court. Okay. That might feel uncomfortable and yucky because you want to blame this other person and you feel so much resentment toward this other person. But now you have to check up on yourself. I have a client that that calls it a, a checkup from the neck up. When they come to my mindset call, I think it's really funny. So listen, if you only take one thing away from this podcast episode or one thing from from what I'm about to say is let it be that the fact that your boss's management style 
has nothing to do with you. At us as humans, it's so easy for our mind to create all this drama and we make everything about us, our abilities, our worth. Um, and when you, you know, think about some of the things Tim said, well, shooting down my ideas and they don't like me and they want to figure out, you know, all these updates, maybe they just don't trust me to make you make it so much about yourself that it just gives way too much power to this one person. And we need to learn to sort of how to, how to release that. Um, and so the way, you know, people treat each other is really an extension of their internal world and how they project it onto others. So think about this. And just going back, like Tim's very first example was maybe they are a new manager struggling, you know, or maybe it was somebody who was promoted and never did this job before. So let's just consider from a place of empathy. We all love empathy. We all love transparency. But leading from empathy, we could think about this a few different ways. Um, maybe they're struggling with their own insecurity and anxiety, right? Um, and maybe they're anxious about being new. Maybe they think this is the best way they can support their team. Um, there could be a thousand reasons why, right? That this person is leading this way. So if we give ourselves a moment to think about it like that, it immediately releases. So those are the two things, empathy and, you know, untie it from being so closely tied to your self-worth. Um, and it's important to get really solid in knowing that it's not about you and your capabilities in any way. And then it's less likely you feel so, so lucky or yucky, excuse me. Um, so this is one way to think about it. What has this person been experiencing that they would feel the need to ride my butt about, you know, these projects? What do you think, Tim? You know, it comes from just not understanding people, right? It's not about writing projects. I, there's, it takes two, okay? So don't think that you're just some magical, perfect person and you just have this boss that just talks, it, it takes two to have this relationship and we're gonna get into that shortly. But I do think, hey, is it unreasonable to follow up five times on a project? Yeah, maybe. Is it super annoying for the person? Yeah, maybe. Is that kind of toxic? Yeah, maybe. But what kind of stress is, is that person under too? So it's always, right? And unfortunately, we only see one side of it sometimes. So I want to be very conscientious around that as well, right? Is there's always two sides to it. So it's always good to see, you know, you can see the point of view from the boss. You can see the point of view from this. That's why we always go back to, you know, talking this out is the best solution. And that really starts with, you know, <coughs> well, first, before we get there, right? Empathy tends to go out the window when we get angry. Why is this person following up with me five times for this project, right? We don't, and you, you know, we get angry, we get confused or we get like emotionally charged. So again, let's go back to what's the other person's perspective? Are they a new hire? Are they having problems fitting in? Are they still trying to figure everything out? Do they maybe need a little support? Did they have a bad night? Were they up late with the baby and early? Were they in the ER, right? There's many components, right? So being, having that empathy around, hey, you know, when things get heated, hey, Christina, hey, right? How is everything going? Because let's be honest, is everyone, is anyone going to get super irate because of some project? Probably not. It's probably other things that were boiled up or maybe things in their personal life, right? So I think it's important, Christina, before we go talk about the next topic, you know, is their perspective is important. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it goes back to alignment, right? And if you want to be somebody who's bold and somebody who knows how to grow and nurture relationships, it's it's important to have an open mind and looking to understand people. And then if you think that the other person is not open-minded, then for sure we have to lead with empathy on that part. Yeah. So let's consider starting to get a conversation going before you just up and leave your next organization. I field these calls all the time with clients that we've helped get, you know, massive career breakthroughs and they call me and say, Hey, it's just, I just had one today. Okay. We won't go into the details of a CFO and a CEO. Hey, we can't get on the same page. Hey, Hey, Christina and the money and this, and we can't get on the same page. Right. But I literally asked him, have you ever specifically brought up these concerns ever? And he said, no, but guess what this person is doing? Talking to other people on the executive team, not saying anyone's right or wrong. Right. But so let's take a step back and say, when we're having this problem, okay, nothing is going to change unless it's addressed. And now let's get that emotional charge down a little bit. Okay. This may feel hard at first, but here's some pointers. Okay. Um, Hey, let me make something up. Hey, Christina. Um, I was, let's say Christina, I feel is spending too much money. But Christina feels she needs to spend that much money in marketing because we need to for whatever reason. Hey, Christina, I was hoping to um, hope you're well. I was hoping to see if we could connect sometime tomorrow for about an hour. Hey, I wanted to um, run a couple things by you and get your perspective on it. Would that be okay? Sure. Email, email invites. Good. Okay. Started that. Go ahead, Christina. I know this sounds like, I just want to point this out. I know this sounds like communication 101, but this is missing guys, especially again, when it's emotionally charged or you're angry, the interest in having your basic communication skills dialed in goes out the window. I can't tell you, I work with some of the most successful people in the world where they've just simply forgot, Hey, I can actually, you know, communicate. And you have to have an interest in connecting with people. Again, it goes back to that nurturing the relationship, being genuinely interested in connecting. Tim always says, it's a quote from somewhere, many communicate, few connect. So it's not even just about the communication. It's the John connection. Maxwell. Yeah, John, uh, John Maxwell. Well, who can forget John Maxwell? Yeah. So, so and when you, well, let, let me go over this one part before we move on. And when you can just, you, you know, how you don't want to approach it, Christina, you've been spending so much money. We need to talk immediately. Like, Right. Super unprofessional. And you should, hey, don't do that. That's not what a senior leader does. Okay. For his team. So, hey, Christina, let's say this. And then when we first meet, hey, Christina, can you help me understand? I know at the beginning of the year, Christina, we budgeted X amount of dollars for marketing. And now I'm seeing that we're going over every single month on our, our projected marketing budget. And can you help me understand why we're, why this is happening? So, you know, let's just pause the conversation there. Right. But most of the time, most things will be resolved that way. Cause for all I know, Christine is going to say, our salespeople don't have leads. A lot of people are advertising. We have Thanksgiving approaching. I don't know what it is. Right. But what I don't want to do is try to force a bunch of stuff or think a bunch of stuff in my head and think that Christina is just out spending a bunch of money because of no reason whatsoever. But I'll tell you, this happens all the time. It just happened today to see it. CFO, CFO tells CEO he's spending too much money. CEO's like, Hey, I want to grow the company as fast as possible. Who's right. I don't know. They're going to have to talk that out. 
start communication and then you'll have 99 problems, but your boss won't be one of them. <laughs> um, listen, so just to kind of piggyback on what Tim is saying, uh, Mel Robbins has some great content on how to handle what you are perceiving as a bully, right? Or some very tactical ways to handle communication where, listen, now this is a key point where you put the ball in their court. Tim, Tim even just said it. Now it's like escaping me what you just said. Okay, help me to understand X, Y, Z, right? So it's like, no, they get to tell me something, right? So it's all about um, keeping the ball in their court, asking great questions, and then focusing the conversation on how you feel rather than pointing the finger and playing the blame game. Tim also just said that, don't do that. Pointing the finger and this blame game, it's hostile. Nobody, nobody likes this, okay? So when it comes to micromanaging, for example, now listen, I know there's lots of examples of why we don't like our boss. We've gone over lots of examples. So when you hear me plug in these certain scenarios, just remember you can plug in these same tactics with what you might be experiencing with your leader, your team. But when it comes to micromanaging or constant emails, you know, which can be frustrating, we said that, this can sound a little bit like, and be specific here in terms of actions that you want to address. Actions specifically. So just like the overspending, you want to say something like, I feel like you don't trust me with my work responsibilities when you ask me for updates more than twice a day. I'd like to understand why you prefer to be updated in this way. Boom. There's no way out of that question, really, unless they're really bad at communicating, which we'll get to at the end of the podcast, which is okay. Maybe you do need an exit strategy. But do you, want, do you see how if you put the ball in their court, they're forced to give you some real data on what's happening, okay? And, and what might they say? Hey, Christina, I'm sorry to hit you up. I don't think it's very smart as well, but the CEO wants an update at this time all the time. So, hey, that's the answer I have for you. Got it. Now everyone's on the same page, right? Now Christina doesn't feel like she's being, you know, both of us don't feel like we're being tackled. It's like, hey, the CEO wants to know. Okay. It's a quick way out of this chaotic, you know, energy that happens in communication. Uh, as far as the ideas being shot down, remember, it's not about you and your abilities and how amazing you are. Okay. But you could say something like, I noticed sometimes we don't align on certain ideas that I bring to you. Could you give me some feedback? Guys, it's important. Give me some feedback as to what I can do differently. Okay. So again, the key here is to keep the responsibility on the manager and require them to communicate better with some hopefully great solutions. This is so important. And I know it sounds easy, but people get way too scared to do this. It feels uncomfortable, but I'm telling you, like Tim just gave you the example. Hey, this is what somebody wants of me. So I'm on you. Okay, cool. Now you're even maybe building a friendship. Let's get the yuckies out of the way. Yeah. And you, you know, if you don't get the responses you're hoping for that, that's okay. Hey, maybe that will help you make a decision on whether to stay or to go, or maybe their answers can now be data that you can now use to navigate that relationship of this person doesn't like this. They do like this. Here's how I have to approach this person. Right? So if they say something like they truly just want to know what you're up to, right? Maybe they just want to help you implement or manage your schedule more, right? There's, there's many different ways, but the key is, communication between each other. It's okay to, to ask to understand why they need so many updates, why they do this, why your thing got shot down. What it's not okay to do is immediately take it as a personal attack. Okay. Christina says, Hey, we're not going to approve XYZ program. 
how not to take it is this is BS and we should do this and you're stupid and whatever, right? So don't take it as a personal attack. Maybe there's just not budget. Maybe you can't do it. Or maybe you just respond and help to understand, okay? But these are not personal attacks on you, okay? And mind you, that is human nature to unintentionally take things as a personal attack. I'm telling you, it happens so fast you don't even realize it. You can spread toxicity around your team. And I'm telling you, you're gonna, you could burn bridges. You could lose your job. I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. So be very careful in understanding it's not about you. What does uh, Brandon Dawson say? The only emotion that belongs in business, period, is celebration. So you're allowed to celebrate. You're allowed to be excited. But when you feel angry, sad, just know, hey, you got to remind yourself, let that emotion be the radar. Like, hey, that doesn't belong here. That's going to maybe cause some actions that I can't be proud of and so on and so forth. It's a cycle, guys. So just pay close attention to this because this doesn't even go if you just hate your boss. This is stuff that you got to master for career growth. Yeah. And I know, Christina, we, we got about five minutes, so I want to make sure that we hit all, all these key areas. So, you, you know, you, can, you can't control your boss's behavior. You can't. You can't control how you communicate with them, okay? So one key tip here to not lose sight of, since maybe you don't want to leave this environment, try your best not to think about your whole work experience to one person. I see this happening all the time, right? It's like, oh my God, Christina drives me crazy. She just drives me crazy, drives me crazy. How? And then you talk to him. How often do you see Christina? We have a 30 minute meeting every day. <laughs> like, okay, so a 10th of your work experience, you're going to make a super generalization that your whole work is miserable. So some perspective as well, right? Like easy how much do. is this actually affecting it? It's very easy to do. And that would be a big mistake to reduce your entire work experience to one person. It gives them way too much power over you and trumps the love that you have for the company, the teams, the friends that we talked about earlier. Um, and this would be a mistake. So, you know, tread very lightly on your thoughts around that and take a look at that. Yeah. We're hoping some of these tips helped you like to resolve some of the things, right? But hey, if your situation becomes worse, too difficult to handle, impacts your happiness and mental health, hey, you have to do what's best for you. Try to see what type of support HR can do, other leaders in the organization, get them involved, right? So just help out the overall leadership and team cohesiveness, right? You have to talk this out. If none of these work, then start thinking about your exit. We can absolutely help. Go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Hey, we can help you. Additionally, there is, there additionally, is a. Oh, I'll go. Go ahead. When, when he says exit, I know that can sound a little scary, but there is a way to carefully plan an exit um, where it's not damaging to you or these relationships and organizations. So, mm -hmm. you know, have some strategy with this. That's what Tim's going to talk about. Yeah. If your organization needs help around, right? Team cohesiveness and individuals getting on the same page. You can email Tim at execupgrades.com or Christina with the K at execupgrades.com. Hey, we'd love to be an additional resource for you. But at the end of the day, okay, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. So don't think, remember, just because you're trading in, you're putting your, your, your exit sign for your current culture, right? Is it really as bad as you think it is? Okay. Are you paid well? Is our most days good? Not saying stay or leave. I'm saying everyone has to do what's best for them. But hey, give it an honest shot. How can you communicate differently? Can you get on the same page? Are there other resources? Can you get other people involved? 
Try that before you just up and leave. Now, I'm not saying if you feel you're underpaid and overworked and your team sucks, yes, leave immediately, okay? But if it's just one person, hey, try to figure it out. Any closing comments, Christina? Remember the title of the podcast is You Love Your Job. Love your job. <laughs> so we want to do everything you can to preserve that and, and stay there. And that's it. I hope you guys like and I hope you all improve the relationship with your boss. And I hope all you bosses improve the relationship with your teams. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.